I'm a hustler, baby. I'm a hustler, baby. I know heartbreaks, setbacks. Bitch, if I crap out, I'm sure I'ma get back. I've been through the ups and downs, you know I've been around. So to me, it's all a part of the game. Make money, make, make, make money. We shit hit the fan, we take money. Southside. Yeah. 50 could make a damn theme song, can he? We back at it. This power book right here. This power book right here. My jizzoint. My era. I was a young 20-something in this era, the 90s. Nothing like it. Fifty on the narration, the throwbacks, the music, Marvin in the Pelly Pelly jackets and Cosby sweaters, Lou in them leather sweats and Sherlin coats, unique in them Dapper Dan tailored leather outfits, furs, big jewelry, rocking them big bangle earrings. And two finger rings. Couldn't wait for this joint to come back around. Here we are. What up, people? I am your humble and most honorable host, Real. This episode is brought to you by Brandy and Coke. Diet Coke, because I'm old. You know what I'm saying? Old school. And this is what I do. Talk a little. Watch these shows. Come back and chop it up with you. What else would I be doing? Appreciate y'all watching. You know, when you really love a show, you need that recap. You need that recap, right? That's why we're here. But I mean, when a new season starts, you kind of can't skip past the recap at the beginning. Because they the cliff notes of everything that happened last season, right? Because it's been a whole year. And although you probably remember most of last season, you forget some. You forget a lot of shit. Like how Marvin was up in the projects they sell in. Got a little static from a disabled cat about his activities but then saved his life when he was getting shot at. Marvin was about to be done for last season. Cat let him hide up in his apartment. Could have been bad for him if Marvin was dropping blood everywhere and it led to his door. But it wasn't. That's how we start this episode off. Marvin getting up out the spot. Driven by the cat in a wheelchair. Looked like they was going to a hospital or something. Nope. They taking Marvin, I, I guess, to the old stash spot. He pick up a few boxes. Piece up out of there. Marvin in the car trying to tape up his slug hole. <laughs> With some thick duct tape he found in the back seat. Him and the dude trading. Slug stories. 
I guess that's how homeboy wound up in the wheelchair. Got a slug lodged up against his spine. That's why you never know when you're going to need somebody. So it pays to be nice. Or at least civil. Not a jerk all the time. It pays to be civil, in my humble opinion. Rock also took a slug last episode from the Jersey mob. You know, they put a hit on her last season. Tried to finish Rock. She got saved by Unique. Even though they were somewhat still enemies. You know, they had some civilities toward each other. Even in the game. There are certain civilities and pleasantries that you should try to maintain for your rivals, your enemies, non-friends. Paid off a rock. She up in the hospital recuperating. Jukebox and Kanan waiting up in the lobby. Detective Howard. Kanan pops. Also pop up in the hospital. Cops is everywhere. They also down at the studio grilling Lulu because that was another spot where some popping went down. This all happened within 24 hours, so the feds are swarming as they do. Cops come in, try to get Rock's story for the second, third, however many times. She tired of telling it. Ask her about Crown. Ask her about Baisley Houses. Detective Howard come in and back Rock up on a story. Give us some credibility. Tells his partner's crown was dirty. They asking her about what happened when the shooters popped up at her place. Remember, Jukebox's mom was visiting Rock at the time they came and shot at her. Killed Jukebox's mom. Again, this is all still fresh within the past 24 hours, so cops is trying to figure out what's what. All of a sudden, Burke, Detective Howard's partner, come in, telling cops she need to talk to them right now. She's starting to piece some things together toward the end of last season. Some things ain't sitting right about Detective Howard. She putting pieces together, thinks she know what's what. Say she need to tell him about Howard's lies and his ties to all these shootings that's happening. It's not a coincidence. The lieutenant tried to tell her last season to cool it now. Ooh, watch out. You're gonna lose control. He tried to tell her. She still ain't getting it. Effective immediately. He suspends her. Say they ain't got time for her BS. Don't appreciate her slander on a fellow officer. Take her to the side. Tell her that her messy childhood might be affecting her adult life and her work. Take a gun and her badge. Get her the fuck up out of there. Burke don't know when to quit, do she? Crossing all the blue lines. 
<laughs> you know, the code of silence, the blue wall, breaking all the blue wall, blue line rules. Later, Bert goes see her pops, tells him she's suspended. You know, he used to, to be on the payroll. He tell her he already got the call. Tells her nobody gives a shit about Howard but her. And that she going to end up in jail if she keeps it up. But Burke got this obsession. Now, she ain't wrong. Her instincts are good, but she barking up the wrong tree. Sometimes it, sometimes it be like that. You needing to be right can turn into righteous indignation. And if you're not careful, it can get you out of favor with people you love, people you work with, your boss, your family, your mate, your loved ones. In the end, sometimes, that need to be right and prove that you are right, even if you are truly right, isn't always the best course of action. Especially if you like enjoying certain relationships with those around you. Her officer girlfriend. Her officer girlfriend even tell her she need to cool it now. Tell her she out of there. Can't do it with her no more. See the path she heading down. And how it's going to bring her down. She ain't trying to go down with that ship. Her pops take her down to IED, see what they got on her. They tell Berg she has had questionable relationships with young folks, minors to be exact. Start naming names. Nicole, Jukebox, Andrew Gordon, some dude named Andrew Gordon, just questioning her credibility. She looking real bad in front of her pops. Meanwhile, Marvin, Kanan, and Juke bring Rock home. Kanan got that fire in his heart for Rock from last season. Kanan feeling betrayed by his mom right now. His mom, who put the gun in his hand, tricked him into attempting to kill the man who's his real father. After she told him he was somebody else. He feel betrayed by the mom who continually lies to him. Like he just done with rock. Remember, he was just taking drugs from the stash whenever he felt like it. Like it was no consequence for his actions. And it kind of wasn't. So Kanan just kind of ready to be done with rock. Marvin tell Kanan to help rock get settled. He like, why? I don't live here. They have a little family sit down. Rock apologizes to Jukebox for Kenya getting hit. Even though it wasn't her fault, she apologizes. Tell Jukebox her mom was there to talk about her. Her and Marvin both say that Juke's mom loved her very much. They in the new house. Rock tell everybody 
that she done. She done with all this. She out the game. She like, Canaan, you and I got some healing to do, some things to fix. Canaan in his bag, though, tells her he just came to the hospital to see the lies that she and his dad talked up. Marvin like his dad? Defcon dead. The fuck he talking about? Canaan looking at his mom like, should I, should I tell him or do you want to tell him? Canaan leave out. Call Rock an overall liar. Just a vacancy. Love don't live here anymore. You can hear the 50 Cent Canaan from the original power overtones in his voice in this episode. Jukebox follow him out. Try to talk him down. Say Rock was sounding real authentic back in there. She might be telling the truth. Canaan ain't trying to hear it. Meanwhile, Marvin inside looking befuddled as a mofo. He like, what the hell is going on? Rock tell him the truth. Give him that 411. He like, damn. On the other side of town, Unique pull up to his spot. Come home to find his big bro Ronnie just got out the joint. There were some folk that got to come home as a result of some shadiness by the police. He was one of those that got to come home. He at the table eating Honey Nut Cheerios. (laughs) You know, Honey Nut Cheerios, the choice of loose cannons everywhere. Looking like he going to be some trouble. He's slurping the milk like a four-year-old after all the honey nut is gone. <laughs> Unique come in like, you ain't going to give your little bro a hug? <laughs> he look up at Unique like, I don't want my shit to get soggy. <laughs> he can't take a minute. To give Unique a hug because his cereal going to get soggy. Like he can't get some more cereal. You can tell their relationship is lovely. Later on, Unique and Ronnie driving around. Ronnie telling him how he's slacking. Tell him he put Unique in that CEO spot. How Unique took his own self down the entry level position. So clearly... Ronnie was in the game, a big dog of sorts, according to Ronnie. You would need a cut. You would need a machete to cut the tension in that car. Super thick. You can tell they're not very close. You can also tell he's going to be a problem. Unique lady start beefing a little bit about Ronnie being up in their spot. Like he just appeared out the blue. Got him a bowl of cereal, got a shirt off, feet up. She don't like, I, she like, I don't really know Ronnie like that. Unique like, I'm going to handle this. 
Need a little bit of time to put a plan together. You need to put a plan together, all right. Plan to go over to Rock Spot and get some <laughs> He head over to Rock's. Ring the bell. She like, you lost? You know, Unique just came there on a, on a humble. He like, I was till I found you. She got the gun in her hand. That's how Rock answered the door. That's how Rock answered every door knock. Every doorbell ring. With the gat. They in the kitchen. She tell Unique she gonna get the Jersey Cats off her back. Then she out the game. Rock trying to cook with one arm available. Unique coming at Rock heavy with the approach. They get to kiss him. From spark to flame. A little thinking. Desires burning. Live us this day. Set it off, I suggest y'all set it off. <laughs> they get to setting it off up in that piece. Rock having that one arm sex. Vertically. Stefano Marchetti get a visit from his guy Sal from Jersey. The one whose guy shot all that shit up at the end of last season. While he played pool, smoking cigars, feeling good about himself. They up in Stefano's fish shop front. Stefano take him out back. Told him that he fucked that shit up royally. Took him off cleanup duty. Told him to go clean some shit up back in Jersey. <laughs> he like, you done being my hitman, you sloppy. Oh yeah, and you need to purchase about 10 angelfish and some brine shrimp on your way out. Fuck up out of here. Lou and Marvin getting a rap. You know, when the shootings happened, same time they was questioning Rock, they was questioning Lou. Just down at the studio. You know, Lou witnessed his lady slash singer get shot when the mob rushed him. Lou in his bag, too, talking his shit. Got mad heat for Rock. He like, she just going to say she out and expect that to be that. But when I say I'm out, I can't get out. Talking about how Rock killed Scrap for no reason. And that Scrap wasn't a snitch. They drinking, pouring one out in the studio for Scrap. Not outside, in the studio, rum hitting the carpet. Or the hardwood, whatever floor type they had in the studio, they poured the drink out on that joint. I ain't never seen nothing like that before. I done poured a few out for a cat or two. Never in the crib. Now, Marvin is somewhat dismissing whatever Lou say because Lou been drinking. He like the bottle talking for you tonight, bro. Later, Lou called Kanan over to the old crib in Southside. 
Lou looking like he needs somebody to talk to. Tells him Rock selling this place like it wasn't nothing. Tells him Rock put down his boy G Wiz. Lou heavy in that bottle. That man is in pain. Actually, him and Kanan both in pain. Hating on Rock a lot. Jukebox trying to figure out what her life going to be like. She trying to find her way. Just lost her moms. Up in the guidance counselor office. Guidance counselor looked like she really give a damn about Jukebox's future. I mean, that's what she there for, right? Guidance counselor like, look at all the wonderful offerings up on our career board. Ain't shit but White Castle. And McDonald's posters. Grow your career at White Castle. Juke like, uh, no thank you. Guidance counselor ain't no help. She need some guidance her damn self. In the wrong job. About to eat a peanut butter sandwich after Juke get up out of there. She like, what you want to do? What you want to do with your life? Juke like, I want to sing. She like, that ain't no career. That's a pastime. She like, you can join the military. That's how whack some of the inner city guidance counselors be. I'm sure some of the guidance counselors in the suburbs is also just as whack. I just ain't familiar with, with those. Juke come back home. Her and Marvin get a rap. Have a little moment. Juke stay up in that polo, that low lives polo collection Juke be wearing. She get to reminiscing and being thankful for the little time she had with her mother. Meanwhile, Marvin up at Kenya funeral. Till he can't take it no more. He peace up out of there. Juke looking like she about to lose it. She trying to hold on. Just lost a girlfriend. Had her pops disapprove of her relationship, who she was inside. Found her mom, lost her mom. Just got a lot going on. Canaan and Famous at home smoking, getting a rap. Famous tell him they about to be on ass. Got that eviction notice taped to the door. Blinds is torn the hell up in that crib. Because they nosy as hell. They need some money. Canaan like he ain't never going back home. So they need to make this thing work. Canaan like the dude you get your, your weed from, Simrad. He got work? Famous like the dude I cop weed from? Quit playing. Canaan like, you quit playing. You know the rent, dude. They go see Simrad. He up in there playing video games with, a, I guess, his little son. Son got more mouth than a little bit. They trying to talk business. Little dude just talking. <laughs> Simrad like, stay out of grown folk business. He like, they ain't grown. <laughs> just a little wide. Yes. Little dude like, 
Famous be copping. <laughs> Simrad agree. He like, I don't trust Famous. I don't trust him not to smoke up the product if I give it to you. Little dude talking about he up, Famous be up in there copping every day. <laughs> that don't work out. Meanwhile, Rock and Howard catch up. Howard tells Rock, Kanan need to know that they all in sync so we can keep his mouth shut. Tells Rock they on the same side when it comes to Kanan. They both go to check Kanan out at Famous Spot. Famous answer the door. Famous don't know what's up with Kanan Pop, so he like, man, it's your mom and Popo. They pay Famous to leave. They need to talk to Kanan. They tell Kanan he need to keep his mouth shut. Kanan tell him the white cop know everything. Howard like, she's suspended, so don't worry about her. Kanan like, that don't change what she know. Howard like, I, I got Burke. I got a handle. Kanan like, your partner gonna fuck us all up. Putting it out in the world. That she need to be handled. Kanan and Rock sharing stories about how Burke been talking to both of them. Howard like, I got Burke. Howard get to calling Burke. Saying he gonna tell her everything she need to know. We already know he gonna try to take that ass out. They meet up in Burke's parked car on the street somewhere. She like, I want this to be over. He like me too. She tell him everything she know. She just lay it out. I mean, she laid everything out from rock high school days, how she was his informant, how he slept with her, that she was a minor, how he found out Kanan was his kid, how it was Kanan who shot him. She just running everything down. She like, am I accurate here? Now, it looked like Howard was intent to just leave it as it was for now. Just hearing after hearing all of that. Just let her live with everything she just divulged. He wanted to feel for what she knew. He got it. Told her to chill. She kept on going. When she hit that, I know you had Sam killed. And the cover-up might be worse. That's when that gun went blow. Blocka. Because it's 187 on his former partner, Kyle. He like, look what you made me do. Man lost it. Howard lost it, talking to himself. He like, look what you made me do. I don't know why he didn't think he wouldn't have been taped. Find out she was taping his ass. Hello? We dealing with somebody who trying to show she ain't crazy. Just lost a job? She gonna do whatever it take to prove she right. He leave that joint, take the tape, start wiping shit down. Did a sloppy DNA removal job, but hey. He was caught off guard, man, did the best that he could. Who else would have killed her like that? They gonna know it's him. 
Howard got to be on the lam now. Like his ass is grass for real. <laughs> Music by Isaac Hayes play in the background. If you see me walking down the street and I start to cry each time we meet, walk on by. Not that version, but you get the point. Till next time. Peace.